Wow. I love that theme song. Welcome to week four of the This Week in Film podcast, the show where we discuss what movies we saw this week. Joining me, Nick Panonto, on the panel this week, as always, Tony LeBoy and Greetings. Charlie Chester. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, you're very uh, enthusiastic. Yeah, this week, Tony, Tony is. Yeah, I just wanted to He loves say to hello. say hello. Yeah. Um, Tony, tell us what you saw this week. Uh, this week, uh, Greetings. <laughs> seven hours of my life, and I watched the Godfather epic, um, which, if you don't know about that one, is basically Godfather 1 and 2 cut in uh, pretty much chronological order. Uh, throughout, uh, throughout the whole movie, they go uh, chronological. So it starts with Robert De Niro's part, uh, Vito Corleone, um, and goes through, uh, then after that it goes through 1, and eventually ends with two. So it was... Um, so they yeah. take all the flashbacks from two and put it before Godfather 1. Right. And then they roll from Godfather 1 and right into Godfather 2. Right. So it's not as simple as that because they do have some uh, deleted scenes and things like that that they add throughout to, to give a little bit of extra storyline, um, I guess. Uh, there's a... Particularly, there's, there's one part where... Um, Spoiler alert! After uh, Apollonia, Apollonia blows up in the car, um, right? In Godfather One, uh, when Michael goes back to Corleone, uh, I believe his name was um, Don. I forget his name, but the one henchman. Everyone's <laughs> the, named Donald in that movie. The henchman who blows up the car. Um, there's a little storyline uh, where Michael is actually looking th- for him uh, throughout. One and two, really? Uh, yeah, that they did that. That like obviously wasn't in the scene first. That yeah, they pumped it. Oh. Yeah, there's a couple deleted scenes. So that's that, awesome. They, they add that little storyline in there. So that was cool. Um, does anything the, chronological order? Does that kind of bore the storytelling? I wouldn't. Um, no, because uh, it it definitely makes like once you get to two, it uh, it kind of flies because I mean, what made two long was the 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 parts where they flash back to. Uh, Vito growing up, but so, um, yeah, it's it's definitely a different movie. Um, anything I, from three? No, nothing from three. Mm. Yeah, they they leave that out because originally, why this whole thing was made was so uh, Coppola could fund Apocalypse Now. He was so over budget that he needed something, so he sold Godfather Epic to a network, and they aired it in parts. Okay. All right. And Charlie, you watched a short this week? Um, yeah, it was called World of Tomorrow. Yeah. 16 minutes long. It's on Netflix mm-hmm. right now. Um, and it, it was not Oscar nominated 2015. Uh it's it was it was great. It was great. I mean, the animation is super simplistic. It's almost like hand drawn by like a non-artist. Mm-hmm. But the story is um, so complex, like that. It it's it's very cool, like the juxtaposition of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, basic idea of the story is a young girl, maybe like four years old, five years old, um, uh, is visited by her future self, um, and you come to find that uh, in the future, um, people when are cloned, uh, uh, they clone themselves if you're rich enough to afford it. And then um, you're offered immortality if you have the money for it. So you keep cloning over mm-hmm. and over again. You do age as a clone, but, you know. So this person that comes back in time is, like, the fourth generation of herself. 
coming back to uh, find a memory that she's lost over time that still exists in the young girl just to, I guess, uh, get a a handle on her own humanity because you've come to find that in the future, everything's about to end. It's all going to be destroyed, um, and she wants some solace in her last moments and remember what it is to have been an innocent person, like human being again. Um, Cool. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely worth watching. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of that short um, was that Emily... Spoiler uh, alert. Right. She's got a name. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, uh, the little girl... Uh, her dial, all her dialogue was filmed by uh, her mother. Made the movie. Um, all her dialogue was filmed while she was playing. So it's just a little two-year-old girl playing and drawing at home. They filmed her doing that, and they inserted that into the movie, and they kind of made the movie around that dialogue. So mm. it's it, it's definitely cute and adds like a natural portion to the movie. Mm. Yeah, you could tell that like she says something ra- randomly about rainbows, and you could tell that in the story. They had to figure out a way to integrate rainbows yes. into the story, right. you know, and it, it's cool. It's uh, it's like this collage storytelling. It's it's uh, it's fresh and it feels um, natural. So I really dug it, and uh, it's I, I don't want to say it's like a tearjerker or anything like that, but it may it it holds your attention and it's emotional on some level. For sure. Gotcha. Charlie cried. So one of the things I saw this week was the documentary Electric Boogaloo, the wild story. Been on my list for a while. Of Canon Films. It's a Canon Films documentary. And if you're not aware of who Canon Films was, were, was? Were. Were? Yeah. Were's. If you're not aware of who Canon Films was, um, any 80s movie, basically any 80s movie starring Chuck Norris or Charles Bronson, um, if it was terrible and for whatever reason was in the movie theaters, was if you probably, loved it as a kid growing up, yeah, they made yeah. it. Or if you loved it as an adult, it's it's, it's true. It's the definition of action. They say it in the movie. It's the definition of action schlock. Like <laughs> they they took a concept and ran with it, and it's it's a great documentary if you're into those kinds of movies, which I which I am. I love them. Yeah, what what are some of the movies they made? Death oh, Wish. some of the movies they made. Well, I don't know if they made the first Death Wish, but they definitely made Death Wish two through five. Which they made <laughs> all of the uh, what's the Chuck Norris uh, special forces? Delta. Delta Force. Delta Force. They yeah. made all the Delta Force movies. They made Invasion USA. They made Masters of the Universe. They made Superman four. Oh, yeah. All the classics. They, they made a bunch of Indiana so Jones ripoffs. They were a sequels company. Well, they bought the like for instance with Superman, they bought the production rights from Warner Brothers because they were because they said, "Well, we can make this a hit again." And they gave they spent so much money to bring everybody back, and no one wanted to be in it. No one <laughs> wanted to do it. And then they spent so much money bringing everybody back that there was no money for the budget. So they they. Literally use the same shot of Superman flying towards the screen ten different times in the movie. They oh, just keep fantastic. reusing footage and just overlaying a different effect in the background. Oh, it's, it is it really makes it almost makes you love Superman four. Um, like I wanted to go back and watch that, but then I didn't. But yeah, it's definitely a great documentary. Just check it out, Tony. You saw another movie this week. I did see another movie. I saw Inside Lewin Davis, which is fantastic. Coen Brothers uh, flick. Uh, basically, it's about a down-and-out um, folk singer, uh, couch surfing. Uh, he's pretty much homeless. Uh, he just makes his rounds around the city and um, 
just sleeps on people's couches. Uh, he's still trying to make it um, as a folk singer. And it's just kind of about his journey. One week in the life of Lewin Davis. Um, and I would high, highly recommend it. It's, it's, pretty, it. it's a pretty cut and dry story. I saw this movie as well. And uh, yeah, I'm curious your take on one scene in particular, um, the car scene. This is after Lewin, um, he's basically uh, needs a ride, right? Yeah, yep. Um, and uh, he's offered a ride by some pretty unsavory characters. John right? Goodman, and um, I recognize the driver. He was in uh, Four Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Two brothers? <laughs> <laughs> Two brothers. Two uh, brothers? No, he is in the, yeah, he's in the he's movie. Been, for, he's, Mark he's been in, yeah, he's, I think that guy's um, been in a bunch of stuff. But, yeah, so... Um, what is your take on that scene? Because it's a, it could be a bland scene by description, but I think there's something bigger going on there. Uh, right. So basically at this point in time, he's, uh, he's pretty much worn out his welcome uh, in New York. So he heads out to Chicago. He gets a ride with um, uh, a beat poet who's the driver. And uh, John Goodman is um, – he's a jazz musician and – Basically, well, why did we make eye contact on that? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. If you didn't say anything, we could have had that moment. Yeah, you know, that could have been a secret just, moment yeah, between you two. Been, I was a... not involved. I was thinking about uh, my next point. Uh, that's what Man. bonds are made. Uh. I'm gonna walk out and let you guys continue. <laughs> now, um, so I think Lewin's taking a glimpse into his possible future. Yes. Yeah. I I think. Um, uh, well, the beatnik um, character is so Kerouac, like on the road, you yeah. know, sort of character. Um, Hand jobs. Yeah. I like I feel I almost feel like it's like Lewin Davis's so, You weren't making a point. You so, were making... <laughs> I, thought, I thought we would make eye contact again and Stop making suggestions. Uh, Explicit. That's all I know about that <laughs> on the road movie. I read something crazy uh, that the cat is yeah, I don't want to dive too much into it for people who haven't seen it, but the cat is actually Lewin Davis. Okay. So keep that in mind for people who want to want to check it out. Just keep these thoughts in mind. It's it's definitely a great flick. Um, if you're an, a fan of the Coen Brothers at all, um, yeah, I would definitely put that on your list. Yeah, it's definitely it doesn't have that Coen Brothers comedy to it it's more it's got more of a no it's definitely the darker humor uh i've not seen uh a serious man but i heard uh related to that kind of humor anyway who's next oh i'll go next all right great transition um so the other movie that i watched this week was uh pixar's latest a good dinosaur oh i wanted to see that don't what actually you should watch it it was awful spoiler alert at the end there's an ending Hey, oh, you know what? Spoiler alert. I'll just tell you because the movie sucked. Uh, <laughs> at the end, the little boy... Um, uh, 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 let me start over. So the, the, the premise of the movie is the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs yeah. never does. Right? It just skips across the sky. Okay. Doesn't matter at all. Um, this is what this movie looks like. The background... You know it's Pixar, so everything is CGI, and the backgrounds are unbelievable. I mean, you lose yourself looking at the background. I see where you're going. Okay. And the main characters are the worst-looking animations you've ever seen. Two different types of animations. Uh, Absolutely. Juxtaposition. It looks like The Incredibles 
the world of the Incredibles put on top of an IMAX right documentary yeah. about here's Yellowstone. That can be done really well, but it doesn't sound like they did it well. They did not. Um, this movie, The Good Dinosaur, starts out. You don't know what kind of dinosaurs they are. You're just kind of supposed to assume they're like a brontosaurus or a brachiosaurus kind of thing. Just a four-legged long, long go. And uh, it's, a technical, it's a scientific term for dinosaurs. Uh, we'll look it up later. <laughs> and they, they introduce all these characters. Like the mama and the father are farmers. Okay. They, they farm. Basically, when the asteroid didn't destroy the Earth, dinosaurs weren't destroyed. But they also didn't evolve at all. It's 65 million years later. It's today, but in but the dinosaurs and dinosaurs are just walking around. Dinosaurs are. Do they speak? Yes, they speak English, which makes sense because it's a. Well, they did evolve. (laughs) Well, they also they farm. They they farm corn. They 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 do everything. And they coexist with humans. Humans exist, but they I wouldn't say they coexist. Do they eat them? They well, there's there's a great scene at the beginning of the movie. The beginning of the movie, every character goes from. So far to the left, from so far to the right, like this. Okay. I mean, it's the, the father character goes from the the main the main character of the movie. I forget his name, Ar- Arlo or something like that. He is scared. He's a scaredy cat dinosaur. Like he's afraid of the chickens that they have. They have chickens that they they raise for eggs. He's, okay. And he's afraid of them. And the father's like, oh, he's just a boy. He'll he'll grow into it and he'll yeah. he'll grow up. And then all of a sudden, the father goes, "You're not advancing fast enough." Come with me. We're gonna work together on a project um, because something has been eating their corn, and you figure out real quick that it's a, it's a small human. Yeah. But the humans are essentially dogs or wolves. Um, anyway, so the father says, um, "We're gonna set up a trap." So they they set up a you know the, the thing where you pull the corn and then the net comes down on you. Oh yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. And then the father goes, "All right. So when this net comes, I want you to take this." And he hands him a spiked club. With his mouth, because they don't have hands, because they're dinosaurs. But he hands him a spike club, and he's like, and he says, after after you catch him, you crush his head. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like this movie is, is this all a, over yeah, the place. What the this hell? movie is all over the place. It goes from so far kitty to like almost an R. Wow, yeah. horror story. Yeah, you got to stick with like, like it is. And I know they had all kinds of production issues. I know that one of the direct, like a director, I think, got pulled from the project, and they pumped another one in to just yeah. try and like power through to just to finish the the project. Maybe that's where the theme. Yeah, like they pulled the so... director. Who they add in? Eli Ross? What? Is... I, forget. <laughs> I forget. But um, it seemed like they wanted to do Finding Nemo with dinosaurs. Right. But it just does not work. It does not work Sheesh. at all. Like, I mean, you could go into every scene, but that that scene. Where the father hands the the sun dinosaur a club, which uh-huh. is a instrument that man uses because we have hands. Right. Yeah. Like you know, like I wouldn't hand you something to use with your mouth to hit something. Yeah. You know, like like I mean, these dinosaurs have large tails. Why wouldn't it grab it with its tail? If it had to use a weapon, why wouldn't it use <laughs> this its This is tail? what you're arguing? <laughs> I mean, when you grab the well, it, I mean, a the club physics, with his the mouth? Physics, don't make any the sense. physics of it don't make any sense. <laughs> right. why, why are the main characters dinosaurs other than the fact that this asteroid never hit? It's... Right, they could have been anything. Well, right. and that concludes Nick's ruining a, ch- a children's movie for the week. It right. seems to be a theme. Oh, wait, we forgot to mention last week's Workaholics uh, oh in. right, Goosebumps. Uh, the the chick from Workaholics who's in Goosebumps. Uh, so Charlie, you watched. Uh, I also watched this week. Um, 
another, another movie, and I have to say, I was actually really embarrassed to admit this. That is the new guest horn, and welcoming our first guest into the podcast, <laughs> we don't, Keith we don't a... Seddon. Hey, hi. This is like a real honor, guys. Can we get the horn guy to play a theme song? Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and talk to him after the show. Keith, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks. Um, it's very appropriate that you're here because Why? I think you'll appreciate the movie that I, I watched this past week, which was Batman and Robin, Joel Schumacher, Chris O'Donnell, and I believe your favorite Batman is yeah. uh, George Clooney. George yes. Clooney. Yeah. Nice. Wait, did you watch it on TBS? Uh, no, it was. I, like uh, I think it was on like movie. Showtime. There was no. Oh. There was a commercials. Um, and uh, it's a great film. Uh, I'm gonna have to say He's, no. I need you to chill out. No. I, I don't understand it. I enjoy Batman and Robin. The the movie is by all means. Um, it pays homage back to the Adam West, like. I disagree. I completely disagree. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Do you? Like, if you look into the making of that movie, Warner Brothers had no idea what Joel Schumacher was doing, and they would get the dailies and just say, more, more of this, more of this. So they just kept throwing more and more neon into everything. Which is good, because that's what makes the movie awesome. I mean, it's lines like, chill out, you know? And uh, Why is he Dr. Freeze? Like, if you look at the comic book characters, Mr. Freeze, he should be Bane. (laughs) I mean, he is a doctor. doctor. It should yeah. be Doctor Freeze. He's a he's a he's a very important scientist in the world yeah. of crime. I'm sorry, I just assumed bionics. he had his doctorate. All right, so I want to I want to circle back, oh, Keith. What makes George Clooney your favorite uh, Batman, and why is it his nipples? Thirty not, seconds. Well, his nipples yeah. are it, the bat suit is quite impressive. In fact, it's because of the bat suit. Keith, tell that, us why you're wrong. Okay, it's well, all the, that bat suit is an arrow down to his crotch. But that's look what we're it. obviously looking at, right. though. Okay. I mean, it's George awesome. Clooney. Yeah. I don't think it's about George Clooney being the best Batman. I just think he's the best Bruce Wayne because he's suave and he's a really sweet, you know, entrepreneur and he's a bachelor. Where I don't know Christian Bale. Eh, I just didn't believe him the whole time. No, 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 I don't care for it. Um, all right. That's been Keith on Batman. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Thanks running, for joining us, Keith. Yeah, we're Thanks, running guys. really long this week. We all know Batman and Robin sucks. Maybe we'll someone else will watch. Don't leave the room. That's, yeah, don't, don't mess up our tone like that. Oh, it's only fifty-four. Yeah. Right. <laughs> all right, Keith. We live outside of time. All right. There's, there's okay. one other thing I have to say. They gave him Kill a bat mind. bat card. <laughs> At one point, he takes out an Amex. It says. Uh, never leave home without it. It's a Batman. Yeah, guess what? That's never called making money. Who approved him for this card? Um, he's a billionaire. They that do no one background knows checks on people. It's just preposterous. All right, so this has been week four of the This Week in Film podcast. It went real long. Charlie Boy Zero Comic Con. Uh, yeah, my comic book uh, is going to be. Uh, coming out very soon, and Comic Con, Cleveland, Ohio. Hold on, Keith. Do you have any plugs? Do I have any plugs? Yeah. No. Plug something. I don't do anything. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Oh, we got to Aunt Tony. While I'm doing this, think of your question for this week. Uh, I'd like to, to shout out Who to was... uh, <laughs> our uh, Tony's question from last week. How long do you think uh, Bill Murray was trapped in Groundhog Day? We had a whole lot of responses. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. But some of the best, Thanks, some of the best included uh, Sam Farley from Facebook says... I would say he was there at least 40 years with having mastered the piano, ice sculpting in French. And Jeffrey Heft says, one day, dot, 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 it was a nightmare. <laughs> hey, how Sam long do Jeff. you think? Those were our... 40 years. Then. 40 years, yeah. Those were our, uh, those were our two top uh, answers for the week. Uh, Tony, what do you think is your question for this week? 
my question is Tony's third degree. My my question is pretty simple. <laughs> Who is your favorite Batman, and why isn't it George Clooney? But what if it is George Clooney? Nobody's He's gonna agree with dead. you. No one is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, that's thanks it. for listening. Thanks everyone. See you next week. Greetings. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Clown. Okay, <laughs>